rationale is about improving health and well-being, getting people more physically active, improving social cohesion. You know, there's a whole series of, of things, yeah. but actually for the participant, it's really good fun. Welcome to the Behaviour Change Marketing Bootcamp podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Dale, with over 20 years experience delivering behaviour change marketing across NHS, public health, local government, central government. I work directly on some of the biggest campaigns such as Change for Life, as well as working on much more focused campaigns with some of our most vulnerable members of our communities. I know how hard it is to take the theory and the science and apply it frontline whilst delivering under such pressure with such huge expectations. This podcast is dedicated to unpacking the wonderful world of behavioral science, the wonderful world of social marketing and design thinking, and any other clever stuff that helps us communicate change, influence behavior, and ultimately increase our impact. Sound good? Let's dive in. So today we would like to welcome into the podcast studio, Catherine Knight. Catherine Knight is Director at Intelligent Health, which also runs Beat the Street. She's Chair of Rounders England and she's on the Well Schools Advisory Board, which is all about improving the health and well-being for our children. So we are so happy and delighted to welcome you to the Bootcamp Online podcast studio. I first met Catherine at the World Social Marketing Conference earlier this year in Brighton, which was absolutely fantastic. And for all of those it's sort of new to social marketing. Just remember, it's not social media, it's social marketing. It's old school behavior change before behavioral science was kind of as popular as it is now. And so it was just wonderful to meet Catherine and learn about all the work she's doing. And it really does hit sort of a trio of wins. The work they're doing really helps reduce health inequalities. It's driven by behavioral science. And it gets people out moving and connecting with community and nature. So it just doesn't just hit the nail for getting people to move more. It hits loads of public health determinants, which I know are a priority for so many of us at the moment. So thank you so much, Catherine. Please, can I pass over to you and say a quick hello and introduce yourself? Yes. Good evening, Ruth. It's lovely to see you again. And uh, Ruth also helped us with a behaviour change bootcamp. So though we're an organisation that delivers behaviour change all the time, things change, you need to learn. So all of us <laughs> as an organisation always know that we need to learn as much as, as sharing with what, what we know with other people. So yes, yeah, so my background is I actually started in women's football in the 90s, working at the Football Association in comms and marketing. And it was a really amazing time because people weren't interested in the game. If you look at it now, it's totally changed. And uh, finally, we've, we've reached the tipping point with the Euros this summer, which where they won. But actually, at that stage, no one was interested. The players were really talented, but weren't athletes. It was really difficult. So trying to pull together a marketing and comms strategy from scratch, trying to build who the audience is, mm. what we're trying to do long-term, a long-term plan. We, we had not much resource, but we had the freedom, which was actually really important to be able to test and play with things. So I was part of the, the Football Association for years, and then I've been working at Intelligent Health for the last 10 years, nearly now working on the Behaviour Change Programme. And I had a real epiphany kind of moment moving from trying to get girls and women to play football to then realising actually most yeah. people don't like doing anything. And so there's a whole audience, <laughs> you know, 25, 30% according to the data who do literally nothing and the impact that has on their health is horrific. So suddenly realized actually 
getting someone to play football is quite complicated. Getting someone to move just to walk down the street, just to form some very basic habits, it was have the biggest impact you could. And I had small children and suddenly realized this was something that I really wanted to get into and and have developed my sort of behavior change knowledge and things around that. But it's been a, a real learning curve over the last sort of 20 odd years. That's amazing background. How exciting. So you really started off in football, grassroots. Because it's so big now, you know, you've seen the changes and then to go to that to focus on inequalities and the complexities behind why we don't move. That's all around understanding the audience, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it feels like nearly everything is (laughs) whenever it doesn't matter what you're doing. (laughs) Even if you're talking to everyone, you're having a meeting. How are you going to work with somebody in that meeting? What's going to happen? How it works? So, Yes, it it definitely is. And because we work at scale, we've had 1.7 million people take part. We've got adults and children. We've got to use a mixed method approach of different behavior change techniques and test it and see what works at that scale. Because for some people, you know, they they want some clear instructions. For others, they want to, you know, they want to, um, but they all want to feel empowered. So it's about understanding what matters to them as an audience and then yeah. doing specific work to tackle inequalities. So really focus, so get kind of a base understanding of what works for the majority and then do specific focused work, as we did with you the other week on on some key audiences, whether it's black and minority mm-hmm. and culturally diverse communities or it's um, actually women are often really inactive, you know, it, who it is that's the other audience, disabled people, who it is that we really need to understand a bit more what their barriers are and what motivates them in order to make the change. And the change we're trying to make, people do, is really small and is able to be done in their daily life. And I think that's why it works so much. We're not trying to make them play football or start lacrosse. We're trying to get them to make those small changes in their environment and own them and feel like and be able to celebrate the fact the change they've done rather than it's been done to them. So yeah, I mean, there's been a lot yeah. of learning and we've got a really good team who've sort of come at it from different angles to try and make sure we're we're on track. Okay, so that's brilliant. I'm just thinking, Catherine, we need to tell everyone what Beat the Street is. About. Yes. Thank you for mentioning the boot camp training because it was such a fantastic day and I was completely blown away by the breadth of your team and the different skill sets. You've got a really top marketing team, but then you've got behavioural scientists in the team as well. Um, so much focus and quality of, of thought going in to the actual work. So Without further ado, please explain to the listeners what Beat the Street is. So Beat the Street is a game. It's a behavior change game that takes place across a whole community and it gets adults and children spending time moving in their community. So outcomes are it improves health and increases active travel, but it also gets adults and children connected to where they live and builds that sense of belonging and value and understanding and ability. So that could be for different audiences. So for example, we've worked with refugee groups as part of a whole community thing that's helped them understand their area better and and take part. Or it's just a fun game for a mum and a daughter to go out and play on their way to school. So it it hits across a whole community. So an example, our biggest game ever was in Sheffield. And we had a couple of years ago, we had 60,000 people play the game. And what we do is they have game, they have game cards. Oh, I should have bought one. I don't think. Oh, I have. There you are. That's almost like it was prepared. 
they have little game cards that are RFID card yeah. readers, like your sort of Oyster card and things. Okay. And then we have beatboxes. I haven't got one of them. And they're, they're little game card readers that sit on lampposts across the area. So in Sheffield, I think we had about 600 of them. In some schemes, where, you know, the average oh, wow. you'll have about 80 or 50. So you, you have to risk assess them across the whole area and you turn a town into a game. I think if I've got a map. Oh, you. amazing. Anyway, so there's a game. It plays. So they go weeks. across the whole town. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I'm interrupting a, you. Yep. No, go on. You tap a box and yeah. it beeps and flashes. Yeah. You travel to another one okay. by walking, cycling or wheeling and you get 10 points. And so the more you do, the more points you get and it's your journeys and they end up on a website and that's for you. It's for your team and it's for the town. So Sheffield traveled to the moon and back, I think. We had 500 schools, I think, took part. So oh, all of amazing. those schools play on leaderboards. The parents play for the schools. And so so the, the public health rationale is about improving health and well-being, getting people more physically active, improving social cohesion. You know, there's a whole series of, of things. Yeah. But actually for the participant, it's really good fun. And they can do it and they can just do one little journey, which is a third of a mile or half a mile and achieve it. And they could be someone with, you know, mobility yeah. issues or they could be Mr. Strava man who is up at five every day, cycling around, collecting all the boxes as much as possible. And there's an app. And then the partners, they've got a huge data source of information that comes through because when people play, they register. It's free for them to play, but they give their demographic data, their physical activity, attitudinal behavior data. And that and okay. that gives us the information that then informs hopefully public commissioning further on. But the main thing is it's fun and it makes a population it's level fun. shift. It's fun. It's okay. designed to be fun. So there's gamification in there. There's competition yep. for those that want it they're collecting yep. points and they're traveling to the moon and there's it must be a sense of community and a belonging as well amongst yes. that is there or does it get they're a bit really... uber competitive <laughs> <laughs> both i'd say it's amazing what you know you can get a ta to do when they're they're competing for the on behalf of their school or something yeah it's a gamification model yeah. but it's done at different levels so what what it is is kind of a catalyst for an area it says right a bit like Purcell did when the Olympics came. It's kind of, you know, put on your best knickers. Everyone's coming to town. This is the, this is the, the party time. Yeah. Everyone's got a chance to get out and play and, and take part and go to the park. Oh, lovely. And, and, you know, there's so much research about how people just don't know their own environment and whether that's for safety reasons yeah. or just time or habit. You kind of go on your rack run every day and you, it, so you don't realize there's a park around the corner. And so, we work out where all the beatboxes are carefully with the local council and, and partners beforehand so that we make sure that it's to deliver the behavior change that you're taking people physically to a place and that is changing yeah. their behavior by seeing it's easy to get to town by walking down that cycle path or by you know going into that park there's something you didn't realize and we, we take them there so we have a whole load of comms material around it to make it gamified and they can get different points at different points in the week so they have yeah. go travel go active go play go celebrate and we share stuff on the history of the oh. town and all of that so that's all built to localize it in an area but all done to make everyone enjoy it and there's a magic we always say kind of a couple of weeks in when the game gets taken over by the people who are playing 
And that will be mums oh, setting up walking, yeah, setting up walking groups at the end of a you know school day, or you know once the kids are in bed, and you know or the dads going out together, or you know however it's worked, and the weekends the families going out together, and we then get all that rich stories back of how it's helped people, just nudge them into doing that new thing. And yeah, and it's last. So we, yeah, we know that it lasts for over over two years. We've got evidence that the changes, and it's sensible because it's just small small changes rather than something major that you can fall back on. It's it's easy to to, yeah. to keep in place. Okay, gosh. So Catherine, <laughs> there's so much there. Thank you so much. It's brilliant. I can imagine now so many people are thinking, oh, I would love, I wish I was doing the marketing on that because it's actually a solution. It's fun. It's creative. And there's something to say. There's something to promote and encourage people to get involved with rather than so often we can get stuck in the sort of problem. And sort of be, you know, lots of focus on what we shouldn't be doing and why we're not moving. So to have such a brilliant solution, absolutely fantastic. And it sounds like you're collecting data, which you're then sharing with commissioners, which again, is that how you got the evidence to show that you are reducing health inequalities? Yeah. You are sustaining the change. Definitely. And I think we've created this from an evidence-based background. So, And, and also the, the, the founder of Intelligent Health is a doctor and he spent his life, Dr. William Bird, trying to find ways to stop the medicalization of health and, and focus upstream on oh, prevention. Brilliant. So, so it was all devised like okay. that. We use a logic model and we've tested and we've built and, and we know that the important thing is about people feeling a sense of belonging, feeling valued and feeling safe. And so and, you know, the people, place and purpose, the, the determinants of health. And so, but they're all very dry messages to give to people. So yeah. how do you, how do you do it so that people can feel a bit safer by being able to go out with people, feel that sense of belonging because they own the town in a different way and have made a change to their behaviors that have improved their activity levels. But often that's a gateway behavior to being able to change something else as well because they they feel yeah. now that they're willing to look at their diet or whatever other behaviors they've got that maybe aren't the best because they've done it they've made that first step and then the, yes. the fun bit is then how you honestly it's been such so, so great to be able to do the marketing do the positive reinforcement messaging so then you yeah. can start to say to people yeah. did you realize what you've done You've traveled to the moon, but that means there's, you know, 25% children more active than they were at the start of this game. And you've helped do that because everyone is out yeah. and they're chatting at the beatboxes and they're doing it. So it really is a, a sort of life affirming thing to, to be involved in. Um, and the amazing. biggest impact is on the ones who are inactive. And so, yes, yeah, so you can see all that in, on partner dashboards. And you combine okay. demographic, location, health and attitudinal data. So you can then see those rich data sets, which are brilliant for public health teams and active travel teams to then understand more about their audience and, and what they need to do going yeah. forward to, to keep those behaviours and support their yeah. communities. But yes, it's good. And you do take, um, I remember someone saying you do take a behaviour change approach and combi is really prevalent because actually exactly what you just said, the B in combi often gets forgotten. But that taste of that behaviour is that reinforcement and then you can just pick it up and carry on with that. So it sounds absolutely wonderful. Definitely. But also so I love how you said... Yeah, yeah, show and tell, go on. There's the fact you're doing it. So you're right. It's that it's not an unachievable thing. And we have so many people, so many stories of saying, you know, they might be agoraphobic or something, or they just would never cross into another part of town because they'd be scared of it. But 
they were able to do it because they could see where the beatboxes were and it was mm. manageable and, and it was, you know, and then they did it. And the sense of achievement mm. they've got is huge, which is yes. And, you know, that's where, what you want, really. If people are going to enjoy the experience, they're more likely to stay with those behaviors as well, aren't they? And, you know, trying to spend more time with your child yeah. on the commute to work or something, and, you know, commute to school, all of that is really valuable. But yes, yeah, so it's combi, social norming, but also East. So it's the easy access, you know, uh, being able to make it as simple as possible for people. So break down yeah. all of those things and really work with our audience and, and never feel that we've sorted it either. Um, you know, there's always more we could do to, to help certain audiences yeah. um, to make sure it's right. Okay. Because I was going to say to you, oh, what, you know, what do you think makes it so successful? Because it is so successful, but it sounds like there's a real engagement with people that yeah, you don't I always think, get out of interventions. No, I think it's, we've tried to make it enabling. And so it's not done to, they don't feel done to, it's not, this is a behaviour change programme that is going to happen to you and you've got to sign up for it. It's It's this opportunity to turn the town into a playground to get out with your children to play with your work so we have we work teams play community groups play to kind of see a possible world where everyone behaves in a slightly different way and you can be part of it and it's it's proactive and positive and you're right it's that sort of moving away from negative social proof to try and be positive and this is something you can do and feel good about it and it's yeah fun. Okay. And so just just thinking, going back to the very beginning, mm -hmm. how do you engage with the audiences? How do you engage with communities to get it started in the first place? Because that's really key, isn't it? To not making people feel everything's done onto them. What do you do there? Yeah. So we've got a tried and tested program. We've delivered it 100 and 154 places, but every place is different. Oh, wow. So we okay. never assume <laughs> that beforehand so we we're always working so we're funded nationally through sport england in in england um, and work with with other organizations in wales and, and scotland but we also work really closely with councils and we set up a steering group in an area once we're working with a specific council and that steering group it will council teams active travel and health and comms brilliant and 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 really else they comms want highways <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then we yeah. also say, who in the community should we be working with and bring them into the steering group? So it might be a head teacher's forum. It might Brilliant. be um, the community police. It might be, you know, what are you trying to get out of it? Bring everyone together and say, what are the opportunities here? What, Where is it? You know, what are the big drivers? What's the motivations? What are you trying to get out of it? And develop the shared objectives. So it makes sense for all those partners to have some benefits. So Canal and River Trust, we often work with in a place. And their, their remit is obviously to oh, try and encourage really? people into the canal, but also to foster relationships with other partners. So they'll sit there and the community police might say, you know, we've, we've got an area where we're really finding it hard to engage residents and say, OK, well, let's do some extra work in this place. Or, you know, we'll, map, yeah. we'll look at the map and see, well, this is an area of high deprivation or maybe there's a multilingual challenge we've got to address. So we'll translate all our material. So we'll do that decide the shared oh, objectives and wow. the opportunity comms plan for the whole game and then we'll go and do we, we there's a whole suite of marketing material they get the kids and parents get a game pack directly to them so it's harder for them to not play oh, than amazing. play <laughs> so it's brand in hand yes pester power kids love that yeah <laughs> they get a map 
which kid has a map of their town? It's a lovely, funky map yeah. with where their school is, where the beatboxes are. So this is, you know, this is theirs. The kids are in charge Amazing. of the game and the parents and the and the kids get a, a card as well. So they're ready. And then we do loads of social media local mayor will do the launch we've got a, a mascot who comes out and so we kind of put on a party we work with a local football club or rugby club to kind of get some high profile media beforehand so everyone's ready yeah. so that when it starts there's that feeling on day one that the beatboxes everyone there's a queue often outside them as people are chatting and going do you know do you know how to do this how are you supposed to do it and that oh, energy brilliant. causes the the excitement and that's what takes it makes it take off that's the the thing that oh, you need to do um so yeah it is it's a really love it's it. a really special thing it's incredible Catherine I love that it raises the energy gets everyone out buzzing oh and you've been to how many did you say 154 yes different 154. places yeah so all over oh, all incredible. over England and we've been to Norway and Greece and Poland and things but predominantly the the UK and now we've we're working with national partner with Sport England to really focus on tackling health inequalities. And that's our big driver for the next three or four years. Okay. So just while while we're chatting on Beat the Street, where would anyone go? Because that just sounds so amazing. Where would you send them to check it out if they wanted to know more? So we've got a website, intelligenthealth.co.uk. It only started this week, our brand new exciting one. Oh, I can share okay. I can share that, which has got, and it's got some videos because one of the things is the data that comes out of this is incredible, but actually it's the stories of communities who've really changed and, you know, really felt empowered yeah. to do something and that's led on to doing something else. And you know, more volunteering or whatever it is, feeling like you're connected to your community. So yeah, there's some videos on there and, and, and who to contact to find out more, but it's, um, and it's our 10th year this year. So we're going to be celebrating with a whole series of stories coming out as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, happy birthday. Um, (laughs) Thank you. So thank you so much for coming on. Honestly, it's such a pleasure to talk about the solution and such a brilliant solution that's so evidence-based, behavioural driven. It's wonderful. So thank you for that. So often we do get stuck in the problem and we're always talking about the things we do wrong. So it's so good to talk about things that are being done right. So just to end on, we always ask everyone this, please, Catherine, could you recommend one book that has changed your life? This was so hard. You've, you, honestly, you've given me the hardest question I've ever had. I love reading. I've been addicted <laughs> to reading since I was a child. And I've recently moved from kind of, you know, literature into really getting into different books about what's happening in the world. So the one I'd say top of my mind that came in first, even though I had then loads fighting for it, is Utopia for Realists. And I've completely Ooh. forgotten the name. Do you know who... Oh, I'll have to. Um, oh. It's Utopia for Realists, and he's Dutch. He's a Dutch guy. We can stick it Dutch in the show notes as well. He is Rutger Bregman. So, Utopia for Realists and how we can get there. And it is lovely. And, and like you say, when you're working in health and, and councils and, and active travel, it's, it's really hard at the moment. There's lots of challenges, and it feels kind of insurmountable. And he kind of starts off by saying, we've never had it so good. <laughs> you know, if you look back ah. over the millennia, <laughs> people were dying of, of all these different diseases. And, and actually, yes. we're, we have a lot of these solutions, but we're not happier. So how do we do that? What do we change? And it's really positive oriented about, I mean, some quite 
big things to change, but but makes you go, okay, yeah, it's the world's not black, and you know there are things you can do to to do it. So yes, so as I'd say on oh, a positive note, it. Utopia for Realists, nice and easy read as well. Oh, I love that. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Catherine. Ending on a really high positive note. We so appreciate you coming in. And we shall look out for news about Beat the Street. And hopefully there'll be some coming this way soon. It sounds amazing. Thank you, Ruth. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for spending some time together. It's lovely. Thank you so much for listening. And if this has piqued your curiosity and you want to shift away from problems into solutions, you want to explore how to use behavioral science in your marketing, head on over to the new bootcamp. So we have the next bootcamp on the 7th of June. It is at www.socialinsightmarketing.co.uk forward slash bootcamp. Now, for anyone that doesn't know, the bootcamp days are jam-packed. We cover the foundations of behavioural science. We explore behaviour change models such as Combi. But we also look at techniques that you can apply the next day in your comms and marketing and project plans. It is a very, very busy day. There is an awful lot. We call it the Kickstarter because... Then once you've been through the bootcamp, you are kickstarted into the masterclasses. So everyone who's been through Behaviour Change Marketing Bootcamp also has free access, free lifetime access to our masterclasses and the on-demand videos. So all of our content is supported through an on-demand training portal, which is personalized for you. And there is an app, which I always forget to mention, as well as masterclasses, because we know that Actually, it's one thing learning and reading this stuff, but applying it when you're really, really busy, working under tremendous pressure is another thing. So we want to help you do that. And I'm so excited. So the boot camp is on the 7th of June. Then on the 11th of June is our masterclass with Professor Robert West himself. So he is the co-author of The Behaviour Change Wheel, A Guide to Designing Interventions. He is an expert on motivation. So this is a masterclass in understanding your audience's motivation using behavior change theory and behavioral science. And so Professor Robert West is like the king of combi or the father of combi because he co-authored it. So we are so excited. He's going to do an exclusive workshop for boot campers. So the invite will go out to anyone who has been in the training. There are limited spots because it's not a webinar. It is a workshop. But there should be enough. There should be enough for everyone. And it's all recorded as well. So you can get it on demand if you can't make it that day. So super exciting June. And we're delighted to have him. Thank you, Professor Robert West. And also there is a podcast, actually, if you want to hear more from him or you want to explore Combi a little bit more, do check him out. He sort of kickstarted our year for us, which was amazing. Thank you so much. It's episode 37. But also, if you are a boot camper, don't forget there's a new Combi canvas that we've started using, a great little tool that will help you apply the theory as well. So that's in your training portal. Okay, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And if you are interested, your curiosity is piqued, head over to www.socialinsightmarketing.co.uk forward slash bootcamp or just DM me. Thank you so much for listening. We're so delighted you joined us. And if you've got any value out of this at all, or even if you just simply had a little chuckle, please do share it with anyone you think it may benefit. 
And please, if you do leave a review, oh my gosh, we would be forever in your debt. The algorithms on podcasts are pretty tough and reviews do make all the difference. So please do head over onto your platform and leave us one. And also, if you need to know anything about our latest training or you just want to get in touch, head over to our website, which is www.socialinsightmarketing.co.uk forward slash bootcamp.